Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Castology. This is Castology, and I'm one of your Castologists, Ainsy Weber, here with my trusty Castologists, Nick Bleeker and Liz Best. How are we all, everyone? I am here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good actually. I'm good. I'm also here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm yeah. here. You can pack us up. That's your yeah. that's your job <laughs> yeah. for this episode is to leave us feeling chipper by the time it's finished. Every single episode for me. Clock I ticking. Got tendonitis okay. in my leg and my shoulder at the same time. Oh no. It was the worst. <laughs> I'm just depressed. <laughs> well, look, that too. It was like, well, come on. Come, what am I meant to do? Uh, uh, yeah, but, you know, podcasts were there for me. <laughs> podcasts are there for us all in times of need. Yep, and what we do here is we bring some recommendations of podcasts that we would like you to listen to and our other castologists to listen to and then we go back and we review the podcast that we recommended the week before that is what we do god it's good mm-hmm. yeah so we didn't have a theme this week we're just recommending any random old podcast that we stumble across on the interwebs i would like to hear liz's recommendation first so a couple of weeks ago you talked about um Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about uh, celebrities and not wanting people to evangelize them or think that they're just all totally amazing all the time or the the perception that people had of celebrities. That sounds like me. Something <laughs> like that. Um, so I bring to you Evil Genius, <laughs> um, which is a podcast where award-winning comedian Russell Kane is joined by a panel of non-experts each week to delve into the lesser-known sides of some of the world's great geniuses she says in quote marks to see i guess whether they were shit humans or actually really good at stuff um and so what what he does is uh he starts off by talking general history and then through the episode drops a bunch of truth bombs about how these people were actually kind of shitty <laughs> now now liz now yes <laughs> are you aware of the concept of a milkshake duck yes okay yes is this podcast just about milkshake ducking people no okay. i like i what and is milkshake? hang on hold on hold okay on. so okay. milkshake duck so you'll see a video of a duck and it's, it's a duck who waddles up to a milkshake and then just wobbles its face in it and enjoys yeah, this it's adorable. milkshake yeah, and it's, it's adorable awesome. and you love it yeah and then the next day an expose comes out saying that that we regret to inform you semite oh fuck okay that stupid duck yeah so this isn't about cancelling people okay this isn't about being like oh fuck we should hate that person it's about considering all facets of some people that were considered complete assholes and here are some of the genius things that they did okay. or 
people who were considered, you know, revered. Um, and here's some of the ways that they were a shit human. Do you still think that they're good? Okay. Um, I can I can get behind that because yeah. contextualizing people, I think, is what we and should look, be doing. And look, they vote on the end. At the end, everyone votes <laughs> whether they think that person is evil or a genius. Uh, but they have people like um, Alexander Hamilton or Freddie Mercury or um, Nina Simone. Or <laughs> no, that is the one person you're not allowed to touch. She's mine, and you will not have her. <laughs> Or Mother Teresa. No, terrible Nina, person. <laughs> but yeah. Nina Simone. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, pick somebody that you um, either want to see brought down or would like to see brought up and hope um, or would just like a bit more. So it's kind of like history in dot point form with comedy and voting, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I am a little hesitant, not only just just on a, just now because any podcast that has the like – uh, I guess the the warning of like two totally unqualified people talking about stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's <laughs> my other podcast. So what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> wow, Zane. Wow. Yeah. Look, I was unqualified before I came onto Castology. Well, but now you're qualified. You you're 112 episodes in. Now. Yeah, exactly. So like, don't start at episode one, and they're qualified. <laughs> But I feel like I was qualified at episode one. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But these guys are like Russell specifically is a comedian, so he is qualified yeah, at yeah. being funny. So well, <laughs> and being funny and historians are virtually the same Absolutely, thing, right? Yeah. They're the only well, history I'm, podcast I like. I've never been funny. a boring historian. <laughs> Look. This is just an interesting way of framing. Here's some extra tidbits about famous people you might not have known. Yeah, no, I definitely like the idea. It's just like when you describe this podcast, I was just like red flag one, red flag two, red flag three. No one's cancelling anybody. Fuck's sake. Uh, Nick. Yes. You're oh, yeah, mine. to tear apart your podcast. I can't wait. This one's, uh, this one's about Nina Simone as well. Um <laughs> No, so my recommendation this week is uh, Brainwashed, which is a podcast that explores the CIA mind control programs. Um, so I'm going a bit dark. Oh, uh, you don't say. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, it, there's For those not familiar, the CIA did some pretty warp shit, which is sort of... No. Has Under been the guise of helping just, people's mental health. Yes, which, yeah, that's... That's yeah. like the warped <laughs> shit. You're like, okay, it's the CIA, whatever. But they're just like, come to this health spa and we'll get rid of all your mental health problems. By yeah. the way, torture. Yeah, there's lots of different things um, uh, that came to light for me personally for this, which I found quite shocking. Um, but if you're not familiar with it, the CIA obviously tried all these mind control experiments during the Cold War um, and the War on Terror as well. And... This podcast goes in depth about um, some specific cases um, throughout, like the history of the CIA. There's some really just a fair warning, and I feel like I do this for a lot of my shows at the moment. Fair warning: some of this stuff is really like uh, upsetting to listen to, yes, uh, because some of the stuff that was perpetrated on these people is are there warnings in wrong. the show? Um, no, okay, no. I well, from memory, no. I'll fair fair warning: I haven't listened to the show for like four months, so. Um, but there's a lot to learn here. If you are mentally prepared, this is a really fascinating dive into rather than going to Wikipedia page for MK Ultra, it's going in depth as to that program, but also other programs that sort of came 
little satellite yeah, kind of program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, this has been on my list for a while. So <laughs> welcome to my life. So many things <laughs> sit on my list for a while and then one of you guys makes me listen and I go, oh, cool, either thank you or fuck you. So we'll see what it's going to be next week. Um, it's only it's only six episodes as well. So that, like they've, they've, they've stopped making it um, as of uh, late last year. So once you're done, you're done. It's all good. So it, it is a series that is done. It's not like a... A pro, an ongoing project that was yeah, cancelled? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's not. It's done by CBC Podcasts who did uh, Hunting Warhead as well. Right, yeah. So it, they're very much the limited series podcasts that, you know, they've been doing over the last couple of years. So, yeah, cool. yeah. All right. Uh, ready for me to tear apart my own podcast recommendation? Yeah, go yes. For it. Yeah, as I recommend it, uh, Bill Gates and Rashida Jones ask big questions. Mm. Now, this is a cool. podcast that has two very big names mm. in the title, Bill Gates and Rashida Jones. Um, this podcast I'm bringing to the table to kind of demonstrate my theme of the year of making changes uh, because this this is neoliberalism at its most insidious, I think. What is neoliberalism for those of us? So neoliberalism is the new kind of liberalism that opposes the conservatives. So they're right. kind of the liberals that sit in the centre where the conservatives sit to the right. Okay, sure. Oh, Whereas okay, okay. liberalism truly is left, left. of centre. Um, so Bill Gates, of course, is Bill Gates. Uh, he's a multi-billionaire. He is spends the majority of his time now doing philanthropy. I was um, going to make a joke about um, microchips in vaccines and Bill Gates, but then some people would take me seriously yeah. and you just mm. can't joke about that yeah, shit anymore. Um, and <laughs> by all accounts, he's doing the right things. Um, however, he did go on record saying that he would vote for Trump and endorse Trump because under Trump, his money would continue growing in the way that it has and he would be able to spend that in the way that he wants. Um, I don't think that trade-off is worth it. Well, this is, this is Bill Gates. Uh, so he's not an unproblematic person when it comes to mm. leftists it's versus liberals. It's a very odd pairing well, in yeah. my brain. Honestly, like this, this is produced by Bill Gates's blog, um, right. Gates Notes. Uh, and Gates, this is the only podcast that they've done so far. It's five episodes. Um, okay. But it's it's basically either just Bill and Rashida talking about their um, experiences with the topics and is talking about things like climate change and inequality and that sort of thing. And Rashida does sometimes push back a little bit when Bill makes remarks that come from a place of incredible privilege. Um, How did she get involved? Like, is, is she I assume there was. I assume that there was a casting call. Or did she, yeah. yeah. Um, because it is... Rashida Jones is just Rashida Jones, but she is definitely kind of the host and she's been given questions. Like, it's very produced and kind of back and forth. But she does open up about her background and where she comes from and how she approaches these things as a privileged person sure. as well. Uh but there's so many things that they don't say on this podcast. And I think that's the interesting thing about this podcast is that this is a podcast produced so that Bill Gates can go on record. It's very interesting to listen to it, at least for me, because they do talk about worthwhile things, but there's a whole spectrum outside of those things that they just 
ignore. And so if you're if this is your introduction to these topics, you will just not be aware that they're not talking about other important parts of these conversations that are happening wherever else these conversations are happening. So I'm recommending this podcast with a caveat. Like this is not, it wasn't an angry making podcast for me. It was just kind of like, this is a very interesting presentation, Bill Gates. Very interesting. Alrighty, Bill. Um, You heard it. So it's not unenjoyable to listen to, but you know, go in with your skeptic hat on. I don't take my skeptic hat off. And that's why I like you, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, so those are our three recommendations for this week. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I was just thinking you can leave your hat on in my head. (laughs) No. Um, I mean, should I pause recording? No. (laughs) Let's go back. Let's go back and uh, review the podcast we recommended last week. So let's talk about... Liz's recommendation. You're going to have to remind me because I forgot to put it in my notes. It's Story Club. Oh, yeah, Story Club. I'm really excited about this one too. (laughs) Um, So Story Club is a podcast where um, each week when they were – Allowed to be in theaters, I guess. I think they're when up they to, were allowed what, to release, uh, yeah. 168 is the highest episode that I think they have. Um, a different person comes and tells a story at the uh, Giant Dwarf Theater in Sydney. Um, the stories are between 10 and 20 minutes long. Some well known, some not so well known storytellers get up and tell a story. And I recommended some specific episodes. I don't know if you listened to them, um, but I really like how short it is. And I really like that the stories span different genres so I could kind of just pick up a story and go, no, not in that mood today. Yes, I'm in the mood to do this. But what did you guys think? That was my mood too. I think that's the, the I think the beauty of the show is that you you can just go, I'm in the mood for this. Um, I know that you said uh, that the Joss Lawson episode was quite touching, but I didn't realise that it would be as touching as it was. Um, well, when he first goes, I'm going to read a poem, I was like, oh, fuck, poetry. I know, um, I hate poetry. And then I just was sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, sure, I hate <sighs> novels. <laughs> I, hate, like, I hate literature, literature Words. sucks. <laughs> um, but I loved it so much that I went to see a, a movie screening of... Um, a long story short mm. that Josh Lawson was at and I actually went up to him afterwards and was like I really loved your story club poem it was beautiful but did you were you affected I, by I it? was I, and I'll, I'll be honest I, I don't like Josh Lawson I'm not a big fan of his um, his work uh, leaves a bit to be desired but putting that aside the poem was so incredibly written and mm. his delivery of it was so just genuine mm-hmm. that I was like ah oh, shit <laughs> this is really fucking good. Um, but I mean, that's, and I think that's basically what my whole re- like review of story club is that it's, it's really fucking good. Pick your mood and go for it. Um, the jam Collie episodes, really, really funny. I really like when I, I Collie's like one of my favorite people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if you follow him on Twitter and on Instagram, he just posts shitty selfies of himself or he just roasts people. <laughs> and He's a big Penrith Panthers fan, so him and I, like, we get along like a house on five. I've never spoken to him before. But, um, <laughs> we would. He's We'd, your yeah, we would. We would. Um, but also, it's it's. I found it really, like, subject aside, it was just really nice to hear a venue. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was really nice. And I know this is sort of from, like, a, 
a better time, if you will. But hearing the crowd react to things and and just, oh, I was like, man, I really miss the old days. I went to theatre for the first time last night and I was just, the atmosphere like seeped into my veins. It was so good to just be experiencing a thing with a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> like you just sort of, like I just sort of sat there and was like, sure this is nice. Series like series wanting series to get just in on coming it. back every. It's like, I want to go to theater on, too. <laughs> she's on Do Not Disturb, so I don't know what the fuck her problem. I is. think I just triggered her by going, "Hey Siri," and no, I might do it. Um, <laughs> but for me, I think that was. Oh, see, <laughs> it did work. Um, but for me, just hearing a live audience, I thought was really special because, we, like, I know that we are kind of opening now and in the process of still opening. But sorry it's, to anybody it's who's not in Australia and can't do these things True. yet. Yeah. Um, but once you do get to, and you will. It's gonna feel it's, magnificent. It's fucking worth it. It really, it really is. So yeah, this is this is a great show. Honestly, I would Liz's recommendations of uh, I think it was the Beef Oracle, the Grey Wolf, and <laughs> I'm still um, loving Bully the by Beef Goose. Oracle. Um, if you if you're not sure, listen to this. Go into go in with those three because I think they're a really good sort of like different feel. They're they're good like appetizer. Yep. What are you like a little aperitif platter? So you <laughs> a moose bouche, little moose bouche <laughs> tasting. Notes. I don't know words. <laughs> I went to listen to this podcast and realized I was already subscribed to it. I yeah. So uh, as soon as I saw the cover art, I, I recognized it because Story Club is a you know rather generic name. Mm. Um, yeah, this is a fun podcast. Uh, it is definitely done in the style of probably more heavily comedic than yeah. the Moth. Um, I don't know if we've recommended the Moth on this podcast before, but that's I basically. Feel like- it's a very famous story. I might have mentioned it in the sense that I'm not going to recommend it because it's one of the biggest storytelling podcasts in the world. Um, in this, in the same style as like live storytelling, yeah. And then they kind of take stories and put them together into make an episode rather than splitting episodes yeah, up and just right, having okay. one story. Yeah. And my feeling about this podcast has not changed in that I would like it to do that, please. I would like yeah. a bit more. Oh, see, the reason boosh. why I like it is literally <laughs> because if I'm going somewhere short, I can get a full story in. Yeah, and I'll just I binge know. it otherwise. There's, um, was well, yeah, I, I would like, like, thematically put together. Yeah episodes rather than just like story but but that's that's not a huge issue like that's not going to make me stop listening to it um and i do hope they come back i know there's a problem with the giant dwarf theater i think oh like okay the venue yeah. itself yeah because i was wondering was, about that is under new management or being redeveloped or whatever so i know everyone if it's under new management the... this is me talking to you the new management right now it's a, such a good thing. <laughs> it's such a good initiative and it's so fun and things are opening up and just just let people have their story club. Because Dragon Friends also want. had to move out of uh, Giant Dwarf to a new Giant Dwarf, what place. are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Unless it's to upgrade and make it amazing. What are you doing? Which it may be. We're not casting if aspersions doing without that, doing then any research. Thumbs up. <laughs> so great. Please I love work it. with us in the future. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> I think the, the only drawback of this podcast is that it is no longer releasing at the moment. Um, and I know I, I finished them the other yeah. day and yeah. I was like, oh, but I, I want some more stories, please. And it is Australian as well, so yeah. that's also fun to It is very hear nice Australian to hear voices. those Australian voices. Yeah, There's another sure. episode um, called uh, I Did Not Scream that I really loved to the point where I was like, I wonder if I could learn that for a monologue. And then I realized it was 17 minutes long and I didn't realize it had been going for that long. (laughs) (laughs) It has such a good payoff. But yes, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed that. All right, let's get angry. 
Uh, oh Nick, gosh. what was your recommendation? My recommendation this week was the New York Times and Serial Productions, Nice White Parents, which is a podcast about um, the public school systems uh, in New York, Brooklyn, but I think also as a whole, it's a bit of a commentary on the state of public schooling um, in the United States. And the key term, obviously, is in the title because it all relates back to nice white parents. What did you guys think? My mood's just completely gone out the fucking door. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just start with this. I don't know about you, but I felt like I was actually breaking out into hives listening to some of those dueling fundraising committee meetings. Like I, I felt my cortisol levels rise. I felt like I'd been sitting in every fucking theatre board meeting I've ever sat in in my entire life. Like I just had a, I had a visceral reaction the urge to storm into that room with a riding crop. Yeah, and just like you, Linda, <laughs> sit down. You need to walk in there and take fucking charge Jesus. because fuck's sake, I wanted to flip every table in that fucking room. Yeah, but like small things, obviously, the larger issue was so disgustingly infuriating that I found it easier to get angry at the minutia. Mm. Um, and I had always known, obviously, that schooling in the US was completely completely and utterly fucked up but I've never really understood how schooling works and how it's so different to the way that we work here in Australia yeah um I mean fuck public schools are still underfunded here but it's not like fundraising committees courting favor trying to get white people in it's there. not teachers having to buy stationary for their own students no and it's not having a set percentage of white people that you need at a school before anyone will give you fucking money Mm -hmm. that's disgusting so this made me incredibly angry and i actually um whenever i get angry i get like a uh my mother calls it the actually no it's not my mother who calls it that it's my aunt calls it the Asiatic flush. So because we're we're part Asian and just um, like way back for me, like my great grandparents, but we just get like flushed on the chest whenever we get angry or excited or a little bit drunk. And I could feel the red creeping up to the point where I actually started scratching my chest. And I was like, this is not good. I have to stop listening to this. I was furious. So yes, um, but a great podcast. Great podcast because Very... it gave the reaction that they were hoping to get from it. But also information that I didn't, I'd never put the 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 annoying school parents. When you picture them in your head, they are always white. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd never, I'd never consciously made that together. connection, and then yeah. I'm like, of course they are. And then you put it in the US when where that divide is still so much greater um like blown up to such a proportion politically in the school system it's like oh of course uh, of course uh, um yeah so and i they was can't they can't offend the white parents because they yep. need them for the yep. money yeah. which is gross i loved when they asked a kid in the first episode where they were talking about how their school was rated like and how what people perceived and he's like yeah like in the book of statuses mm-hmm. i was like it's called that's not what it's called it's like a it's like a school guide but he he literally called it the book of the statuses. statuses and they had to you know Things like you had to build a school on the fringe between a black neighbourhood and a white neighbourhood because if it was too far into the black neighbourhood, no white people. It's gross, guys. Sort your shit out. 
Sort your Dear shit out. Dear America. America. <laughs> sort your shit out. Love Castology. <laughs> I don't know how, like, how much time do we give them? Like, because <sighs> they've been, this schools this have been, never, inverted are, commas, desegregated there <laughs> for a long so time. There are so many oh, yeah. problems in the United States that I don't believe can or will ever be fixed. All right. I'll, I'm, as soon as I can, I'm taking my riding crop, I'm going to the US, I'm going to put them... I'll Put come with order. you. <laughs> we'll figure out where the different school meetings are. I'll kick the door open. You ride and crop. And while you're doing the riding crop and telling Linda to shut the fuck up, I'll start flipping tables. We'll sort it. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> the government will have to give them more money yeah. just, to, just to replace all the tables. <laughs> Zane and Liz sort the school system <clears throat> out. I would watch that TV show. <laughs> All right, uh, so something a little less angry-making. Really? Uh, no, no, probably not. I'm sorry. Uh, I recommended Inherited, uh, which is a podcast made by and for the youth climate movement uh, produced by Georgia Wright and Juliana Bradley. Uh, what did you think? This is pointing at me, so I should go Because I went first. first last time and I don't want to yeah, be okay. like the one that jumps on everything, All so out, go. Um, I found this incredibly endearing. Um, and I think it's because I hearing action the action of youth, and I say youth, like we're still young, right? We're not the youth anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we discussed this. We're like Gen, whatever the fuck it is. Anyway. Well, well we are adults now. We're not the youth. Look, we're not even young adults. Oh, I'm yeah. still a millennial. <laughs> I'll hold on to that. Yeah, mille- <laughs> yeah, but when you are 70, you'll still be a millennial. I know, but like, <laughs> I feel like we're still at a point where some of the millennials can still be considered. Hey, don't worry. The generations before us have kept us infantilized because they want to keep all the money. Yeah, but we're still adults. <laughs> No, our whole generation is arrested development. We are, we are the majority now. Yeah, no, we but are. we're we all technically we're all things. stunted emotionally, financially, like everything, everything. Really. They Should did. have been a therapist. Gen X Should went. Gen X went. We don't care, and baby boomers went. Fuck all y'all. So we're stuffed. Anyway, um, youths. Digression aside, um, this is um, this is a great little podcast. I I found that their way of telling stories and their sort of like the the sit in at Pelosi's, I think it was Pelosi, was it Pelosi's office? Yeah. Mm. Um, and the fact that these kids are so active about their future, I couldn't help but feel like this is really hopeful. Like I, I got a sense of hope listening to it. I don't know. Uh, me too, but like, it also made me personally but, feel like a piece of shit. But like, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I was like, I am a dog, you know, like yes. I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah. Look at all these people doing all these things. And here's me sitting at home going, I can't clean my room. Today. I know. And I also think, I, I don't know, Zane, I think you mentioned maybe last week in the last few weeks where it, it like, I can't remember if it was like passive action or whatever sort of action it was. And this one, I mean, this doesn't motivate me to like go out and do sit-ins and stuff like that. But you know, hearing this and hearing that what these kids are doing to at least try and secure their future as best as possible, I couldn't help but feel that I wanted to go and I wanted to assist in some way, whether it's sharing the show, whether it's sharing the podcast, or whether it's going out to one of the um, the what are they called the ex people? I can't fucking remember what the Extinction name. Extinction Rebellion. That's the one. Um, when they're doing their their rallies mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I've gone to a few of those over the last couple of years, and those have been really like really interesting. To, to be a part of because you know everyone there is for like has the same purpose um but there were some really fascinating stories about the like this 15 year old girl 
um, and the hurricane and Hurricane Sandy hitting her home, and then her using that as a way to go. The planet's changing because that sort of storm shouldn't be happening, and how much it has changed her as a human being at 15 years old. Um, I make it sound like the show's really like doom and gloom, but honestly, no, the vibe is think- not that. Like, I'm going to be honest, I put this off till the very, very last possible second that I could listen to this podcast because I I expected it to be climate, doom and gloom, scariness. Um, what I think this podcast does that no other climate change podcast that I've listened to recently does is not only give you hope, but explain what you can do whether that be go big or go small. Like it's really helpful in kind of, I guess, pointing you in the direction of what some other people are doing and giving you hints on what you can do to feel less helpless, less overwhelmed. Because, I mean, for me, almost every single climate change podcast that I listen to just makes me feel like I'm five seconds away from burning a fiery death, which I am, like... (laughs) evolutionarily speaking Um, but I don't want to feel like that on a daily basis and I want to be able to make small changes um, in a way that also doesn't feel overwhelming and so the the fact that these people these kids essentially are doing something about it simultaneously made me feel hopeful and like a lazy piece of shit I don't think no one needs to feel like a lazy piece of shit Um, (laughs) too late (laughs) (laughs) uh, particularly like we as millennials um, and as the adults can see these young people doing these amazing things, they are doing these things because their parents are us. So we Oh, are we taking credit for this? Because I'm no, on no, board no. with that. Yeah, we're we're sure. not taking credit, but our generation, because we are so frustrated with and the status quo, we enable action to be taken. Right. Whereas our parents would have said, no, don't go to a rally at 13. Yeah, what are you true. doing? You don't don't walk out of school. Yeah, we go. Yes, hell yes. Fight the man. Do you, let's let's make some signs. I will give you um, some glitter paint. Bitch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, and I think that that is really we are we need to listen to the youth so that we can push forward the change that they want to see. Yeah, I've been. See, ever since I was a teenager, I've been a heavy proponent for like adults listening to children Mm. uh, and by children I mean teenagers because you know teenagers are more than capable of forming cohesive thoughts about who they want to be and where they want to go Um, they just need guidance and support Um, and I think this podcast really encapsulates that because they're not they're not hopeless about it yet in the the same way that we are because we've been thwarted whenever we try to do anything Mm. Um, and I think the hope that they feel hopefully can also be contagious up generations rather than just downwards as well. Yeah. So that's the fucking wisdom I was talking about. Yeah. Because that, that listening to this, yeah, like it did make me feel pretty bad, but also I think <clears throat> contextualizing it that way, I don't mm. feel as bad knowing that <laughs> you, you, you can I'm be a so proponent. I'm so tired from being exasperated by this that I have no ability to do anything. So it's yeah. really yeah. nice that young people aren't as exhausted <laughs> by all this shit and they yeah. still have motivation to do stuff. Because that's the thing. Like I was having this conversation with my partner the other day where we were talking about like how, like is it is it or is it not the left's responsibility to reach out to the right and try to try to... Um, convince them of the either the errors of the ways or the merits of our ways and I'm like look I just 
I do not have that capacity anymore. Mm -mm. I'm going to do what I can do by myself with the people that I know are on the same page. And if other people can observe that and make their own choices, Great. all the better. Yeah. But I, I cannot keep putting myself yeah, in this I'm position. I'm scratching my chest. Yeah. <laughs> even, like, even thinking about reaching out and trying to change, I don't want to change someone's mind. Mm. I feel like changing people's minds just encourages them to push back. Yeah. If you just go about your business, changing the world one little bit at a time from your end and hope that somebody sees it, is inspired yeah. or listens and is inspired if you do a and podcast. That's, that's that's the reason like podcasts let people look in on your world, get to know you as a person without you actually having to interface with them. You don't have the energy you, to you argue with anyone anymore. Yeah, you don't have to consider what they're thinking. It's literally this is my worldview enjoy it or don't and then move on mm -hmm. and yeah so congratulations to the, the 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 women the young women that did this podcast now i would like to see a lot more yeah a lot more like it i also think one of the and just before we close i a lot of these shows always do go out of their way to try and ensure that it's not too late for you to get involved mm -hmm. where it's like if i'm not doing anything like right now for example I know that listening to these, they have that sort of advice that literally goes, tomorrow. This is what we could, can do, you know, yeah. like you can go to a rally or you can change your habits at home, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, and I think that's an important message that a lot of these shows need to have rather mm. than being like, oh, world's fucked, lol. Like, yeah. have it, the world's fucked. Looking but at these the, are the things for the last can... 40 years, ooh, it sucks, you you guys. Yeah, it's like, oh, rib, lol. <laughs> like, F's in the chat. But, um, that's the one thing that I do appreciate with these shows is that they always do try to find solutions that you can involve yourself with. Yeah. And if they don't do that, then it's that's where I'm like, oh, I feel like a piece of shit because yeah. it's done. Yeah. yeah. And one more thing I'd like to mention that's not about this specific podcast, but it has something to do with Zane. Um, there's petitions going around to get Apple to put climate as a particular podcast category um, in terms of, you know, like true crime or relationships or whatever, so that people can more easily find podcasts based on climate change and what we can do. And um, I think, Zane, if you could pop this in the show notes as well, this Absolutely particular podcast, uh, the petition, it's worthwhile um, in any way that you know how to, as well as with this petition, asking Apple to put climate as a specific category to help more people get more information more easily. Absolutely. I'll share it on the Castology um, feeds as well. So this this is a this is a initiative formed uh, by Mark Spencer and others. So Mark uh, is in the uh, he's in charge of the Climactic Podcast Network. Uh, which is an Australian-based or New Zealand-based network now, I think, of specifically climate podcasts mm -hmm. or environmental podcasts. Um, so his podcast is behind Climactic, but definitely click out, check out climactic.fm um, for more of their podcasts and the great work that they're doing. Um, Apple podcasts need to be told what to do. Like, they're not unwilling to change. No, they, they just yeah. want to know what the people want. Yeah. And if they know there's a demand for something, it will happen. And that's the thing. Because true a, crime didn't used to be yeah, absolutely. Yeah. a category. This isn't a petition saying that Apple's doing something wrong. This no. is just a petition to say, Here's this what is what we, we would like, please. Yeah. 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 And Apple are completely motivated by what the people want. Yeah. Unless it's to do with an iPhone. All right. Well, shall we uh, just go over the podcast that we recommended this week? I recommended Bill Gates and Rashida Jones ask big questions with a lot of caveats on how you should consume it. 
I recommended Evil Genius, and it's. I mean, not I, milkshake ducking. Not people. milkshake ducking people. It's milkshake it's ducking. an interesting look at humans and the good and the bad things that they've done. Great band name. Uh, mine was brainwashed. Um, that will make you angry about the CIA and uh, disturbing torture mentally stuff. It's bad. Great <laughs> no, podcast. Good. Great podcast. And th- this this is your trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, trigger warning. They don't have it. Because they don't have one. Um, yes. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. If you want to submit your podcast, or if you have a podcast you particularly enjoy that you think that we might like to recommend, um, you can reach out to us on any of those social media, or you can go to our website at that's not forward slash castology, where there's a handy form that you can fill out, and that'll go through to us. We will listen to every podcast that is submitted, but we do not guarantee that we will recommend all of them. Um, however, next week is a theme week where we will be doing all submissions. Only submissions. Only, Only submissions. So look forward to that. Um, until then, I've been Zane C. Weber here with... Liz Best. And... Nick Bleaker. Keep listening to podcasts, everyone. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Gregoire. And we're smart enough to know better. We're a podcast of science. What's the first question you ask? Uh, How do we get a baby drunk? Comedy. What's the best way to kill Jar Jar Binks? And ignorance. Household hydrogen peroxide is like 3% to 6% hydrogen peroxide. So you can drink 94% of any hydrogen peroxide (laughs) and still be okay. Search for Smart Enough to Know Better in your podcast-compatible device. My masters just went down the toilet. <laughs> uh, that's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.